0: Hey everyone, welcome to You Know I. My name's Melody and today my guest is Anonymous. And the reason she wanted to remain anonymous is because we go into her personal story about her experience with gender, namely a non-binary gender identity. So she's a woman, but for some part of her life she did identify as nam- non-binary and now she's back to identifying as a woman and in this conversation we speak about what led her to feel like she was non-binary and what that experience was like and also what led her to to go back to identifying as a woman so yeah i thought it was a pretty interesting conversation uh, i really hope you enjoy it here we go Hey there, how's it going? It's going good, how are you? I'm really good. We both know the reason I've got you here today, and that is to talk about the cultural phenomenon or thing that is non-binary. Yes. Which you know, which you have experience in.
1: Yeah, um, so a, a long time ago now, I'd say about five or six years ago, um, I identified as non-binary for about four years. So it was a part of my life for a long time. How old are you now? I am 25 <laughs> years of age, yeah. Okay, and so you were about 20? When, I, when it had to end, yeah, when
0: I stopped being non-binary. Okay, so how old were you when you first learned about the concept of non-binary? I
1: would have been like 15, 14, around there, around there. 15, 14, wow. Yeah.
0: Okay, so 15, and what appealed to you? Or, or what got you interested in this non-binary identity? Well, a lot of things. There were a bunch of
1: factors. Um, but I guess one of the key ones was that I just felt really uncomfortable with being a woman. Uh, and I I felt uncomfortable for a bunch of different reasons. And it's kind of hard to know exactly what made me feel like they then would have been a, a comfortable home for me. It did feel really right. And I feel like I genuinely was non-binary. But yeah, I was afraid. <laughs> afraid to be a woman.
0: What was it about being a woman that made you uncomfortable it
1: was a lot of external things really but uh, a lot of your classic like uh i guess gendered violence or gendered experiences that i i wasn't seeing other people experience that weren't women you know and it was a lot of creepy unwarranted commentary on parts of me that were seen as feminine so i wanted to deduct those from myself
0: What were um, some of the experiences you noticed women or girls were going through that men weren't? Well,
1: not to say that men weren't going through it, but um, not at the rate that I saw it happening to my friends. But, um, yeah, yeah, unfortunate classics, you know, like sexual assault, rape, uh, catcalling, bullying over things like having breasts at a young age. I guess boys will get that too, but for a whole different reason. But, you know, uh,
0: yeah, those things. So it was the discomfort in like the, not the body itself, but how society was perceiving your body.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it made me feel like those parts of my body, like the second, was it, sexual characteristics of females, those parts of my body didn't feel like they were mine anymore because other people had made such a big deal out of them or mistreated me in a way that I just didn't want them anymore because I felt like it was only going to get me negative attention.
0: So, your body, your, the negative attention was a result of the body that you were born with and you can't really help that. Yeah. Yeah. So, back to non-binary. So, you you discovered non-binary? Yeah.
1: Um, I was in an LGBT safe space uh, in the middle of high school around there. And that's when I, I think I first heard of non-binary people and it felt- it felt really right. Like I, I met a bunch of friends that were wearing binders and shaving their heads, and this is back before um, anyone had a real conversation about being non-binary didn't mean that you had to go full androgyny, right? But um, when I was non-binary, I tried to go full androgyny, And I found it really euphoric to wear a binder, because no longer would men on the street comment about my chest, or no longer would, yeah, that be a part of the conversation that would be continually happening that I didn't want to be happening. I've
0: previously thought about this because I've, I've thought, like, you, you're, you have your body, but if you identify as they, them, you still have your body, but you were using a binder. Yeah. So that minimized your breasts. Yeah. And I shaved my head and I wore men's clothes. But what was it about... Yeah. What was it about non-binary? Because you can still be a woman and wear men's clothes, right? Yeah. Or you can be a woman and shave your head... I would say when you're wearing a binder, you're, yeah, you're veering off into a little bit of a different territory. Yeah.
1: Well, it was even just um, being acknowledged as a woman, like being called a girl or a woman was deeply upsetting to me at the time because, uh, just to be blatantly, like I was being, I was being groomed by pedophiles. And the way that they talked to me was always beautiful young girl, sexy woman, young, maturing girl. Like they always brought up my gender or the fact that they perceived me as a woman as a large part of the reason why they were talking to me in the first place. Okay. So even just to be perceived as a woman by people outside of that (laughs) fucked up situation, uh, reminded me that, you know, I, by, by being a woman, there will be these fucked up people that will come for me.
0: Where were you, where were you when you were being groomed by these, pedophiles? Well, one I fucking dated. So, but, um,
1: I I was in high school. Um, one of, one of them I met through an association that I was working with at the time and another one I was forced to live with for a year. Um, and so I guess that's another reason why I I really latched onto the non-binary thing because when, when I lived with this man, um, it was in a very non-progressive area, regional Australia. And I used to love nothing more than getting on the train and coming Back out here to a progressive area, meeting up with my LGBT mates, and them actually respecting my autonomy, my choices, my decisions, my consent, which is something I didn't have outside of that queer circle.
0: Do you think if men or people in general re- respected you more, your body as a woman more, you you maybe wouldn't have? I'm
1: not particularly
0: sure. It's hard because, to say.
1: Yeah, it's it's also one of those like grandiose questions of like, I, do I feel lost in my? gender identity, my sexuality, or lost in general, you know? Once, once something like that has happened, it's really hard to know what piece is missing or broken, if anything,
0: um, and what to work on. Wow, that's really interesting what you say. Was I lost in my gender or was I lost in general? And was I trying to locate it in my gender, even though it might have been just me in general? Yeah. Yeah, how do you even know how do you know that? Or is it just experience? It's, it's so
1: confusing. It's just trying things, you know. Um, and, and the entire reason I stopped being non-binary was yet again another a forced situation. I started a university degree where there would have been no chance for me to continue on as a non-binary person in a safe way. So it went from being feeling unsafe as being a woman to feeling glorious as a non-binary person to then feeling deeply unsafe as a non-binary person and having to retreat back to being a woman. To survive those years,
0: did did being non-binary alleviate? So it alleviated the distress of being a woman. Yes, yeah, and that was due to the sort of not receiving such of a such a male gaze.
1: Yeah, like I found it actually quite funny. Um, when I when I went to my most androgynous, instead of being catcalled, I people were yelling at me, dyke. From cars and that felt much better that felt much righter you know and like I actually enjoyed having uh yeah homophobic shit hopped at me from the road because that felt better than great tits or whatever else was going to be.
0: I actually would have to agree homophobia is I wouldn't say better than sexism but it's less intense with sexism I I almost feel like I can never defend myself. Yeah, with homophobia, I kind of, I kind of can. Ah, it's, it's such a weird thing. It's maybe something I need to explore myself. But you, yeah, you, you agree with that and feel that way in, in some way. I guess it
1: depends also what form the homophobia is coming in. Like some fuckwit yelling it from a car, much easier to take mm. than like getting mercilessly bullied by people at high school about it. So there's different flavors of
0: homophobia. Or people you love, yeah, saying yeah, it's wrong to be gay because God, blah blah blah. Yeah. So you're also somewhat of a homosexual then. <laughs> yeah. I'm Sorry, full flaming. I'm a full fruit. Oh, um, a okay. Yeah. And it's been,
1: uh, I think that's also been one of the major journeys within that. Like I, I felt, I, I came out as lesbian two years ago. Uh, and when I did that, it made it easier to be a woman because I'm, I know now that I'm never going to get myself into a situation where I'm alone in a room with a man. Like I, I know that I'm going to be inherently more safer now because I'll never let it get more dangerous than it needs to I guess
0: do you believe women are more trustworthy
1: than men depending on the woman I've met some also scary women <laughs> um but yes as a as a whole though I feel much safer around women than I ever have around
0: men <laughs> yeah and that would be due to your experiences History. as well yeah and okay so you can't you were non-binary before you were a lesbian yeah yeah I always knew I was a bit
1: gay like I thought I was uh pansexual or bisexual at that point but I was only really dating men for a long, long time.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, if we can go back to, you said you you were non-binary and then you came to uni and you feel, because universities seem to be the place where universities in the arts are where a lot of people are now. Yeah. Um, the non-binary identity is quite prominent in those spaces. Would you say you would feel comfortable today? Today? Probably. But you're not in a place in yourself where you feel that way anymore. No. Well, I also,
1: I haven't really thought about my gender expression in a long while and she, her doesn't hurt me anymore. They, them doesn't feel any more right. So at the moment I'm, I'm down for being a woman. I fucking love women. So I've got no qualms with being a woman now. Me too. Women are
0: dope. Yeah. <laughs> I love them. They're so cool. Um,
1: but yeah, that, that said though, like I, I'm really grateful that I'm now at a time where if I did decide to go back to being non-binary or if I felt like I was non-binary again, or if I needed to explore again, you know, that that the four years that I had at being non-binary were fucking brilliant for self-exploration and figuring out me and who I like and who I want to be. Um, and it taught me actually a lot more about what kind of woman I want to be now. Um, but yeah, back the uni I went to, it was just a non-option. Like I, I did a degree where I would have to play women constantly, poorly written women. And all of my teachers, there was no sign at all that they... We're okay
0: with gay students, let alone gender diverse students. It just seems like, um, yeah, a lot of what you're saying, it relates to how society standards, these are society standards and you sort of have to fit them. Yeah. I always wonder though, like, it seems like we've done a pretty good job of expanding the woman bracket. Like woman used to be a pretty rigid category like it wasn't there wasn't a r- wriggle r- room you know you you had the specific gender role and you had to do this and this was the way it uh, was but now we have like all this freedom more more so here than perhaps um other cultures but yeah I always wonder about if the category woman expands if it's so big now do we need these other identities uh
1: I, I feel like it's one of those ones where People people are gonna identify with what feels right for them, and as long as they're on, what, as long as they're doing what makes them happy, I don't think it's our place to really say what other people should right. should be rolling with, right? Like I I was incredibly grateful to have non-binary when I was non-binary, and I I have friends now who are non-binary who are fucking loving every second of that, and we're so deeply uncomfortable in the other two. So it feels, yeah, I I, I can't I can't say whether it's necessary or not necessary for labels. Every everyone's brain is so wildly different and
0: that's one of the glorious things about people. So you believe like we should we should have the freedom to identify sort of how we want and you know other people should stop dictating how we live. Yeah, if somebody
1: wants a label and they take that label, fantastic. If someone doesn't want labels and they don't want to identify something, also
0: fantastic. Just don't. But what about the the thing I'm reckoning with is the expectation that other people should label you as you wish to be labeled. Where, what do you mean like in like use the pronouns yeah. like did you did you struggle with getting people to use your pronouns when you were they them yeah uh
1: luckily no in my social circle because all of my friends were in the queer group my family absolutely they didn't respect it at all but like I didn't expect anyone over the age of 20 to respect me at that
0: point uh yeah I suppose I yeah the thing I can't grapple uh, grappling with is yeah the reliance that other people it relies on other people also responding to you in a positive way. And I just don't think that's the reality of the world. Like you said, it's hard enough to get people to treat you as who, as who you are Then, yeah, just sort of relying on people to, it, it seems like it's, it goes another level. And I'm just like, man, it's so hard to get people to just be nice to you today. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that's something that, I, yeah, I've always, I've always been thinking about. So you didn't have a problem. Well, your friends called you by your pronouns.
1: Yeah. I And I... I think I oversimplified things. I did have major problems with family and family friends and work and things like that around it. But um, to me, I I was really, really lucky in that I spent enough time with my friends that I felt like I was a real person that existed and was respected and then when I went home or I went to those places where I felt much less respected or safe, I could just disassociate my way through until I saw my friends again.
0: Right. Yeah. Do you feel... Like respected as a person today? Today? I would love
1: to say yes to that, but the more and more I get to know fellow friends in the industry and the opportunities they're getting and the way that they're being treated and vice versa, shit still is not fair. Like it's still obviously fucked and hard to be a woman. It's also also obviously fucked and hard for my um my non-binary friends to get opportunities as well. So yeah, things aren't a hundred percent fair, but I make my own communities and I work with the people
0: I want to. So How do we level the playing
1: field, in your opinion? We just have to like completely, I I know this is such the like wanker response, but the more people we flood into, and I'm speaking specifically as a creative, but the more people you flood into any industry that's wrong and needs help and the more people who join in to fix it, the better and easier it'll get. And I've done that by climbing the ladder. I started off as an actor and now I'm going up and up and up to getting more positions where I can get more more valuable people into rooms not the ones that'll just have me play a rape victim and cry for 20 minutes on stage every time
0: yeah true okay um so you so there is a chance that you might go back to identifying as non-binary maybe but at this point I'm I'm feeling like I, I I have
1: no strong feelings I don't feel any dysphoria anymore or any dysphoria that I think I might be feeling it's probably just your classic body problems with weight and that sort of thing. I don't think
0: it's related to my gender anymore, right. so which we all have some more than others. Yeah, yeah but there's a, yeah. If it's not weight, it's, it's not, yeah. It's freckles. If it's not freckles, it's wide shoulders. If it's not wide shoulders, it's thick. Hit. Like yeah, it's yeah. it's hair. It's skin. It's something. Which but is yeah, unfortunate. I, I haven't I haven't
1: felt any any gender related panics or problems for quite a few years now. Um, so I think, yeah, I'm a woman. I'm happy to be a woman now. <laughs> you are. That's yeah. beautiful.
0: Do you still, um, do you still get the same problems that you do, that, that that you did back then? Uh, back when I was younger, yeah. Yeah, like, do you still get catcalled? Do you still? Ah,
1: funnily enough, I got catcalled heaps when I was at my lightest, but not anymore. So I found, like, another weird safety in just being slightly thicker. Like, it's- Really? Yeah, kind of horrifying. I had, um, weirdos approaching me in the street and again- okay, just- 10 kilos and now
0: no one approaches me. And I feel great about that. <laughs> but when you do get approached, do you think your skin is a bit thicker now? Like, are you able to brush it off? Or do you feel like that's something we just shouldn't have to do? I feel like
1: it's just like another weight on my back. It's just like another thing going, great, fuck, it's still like this. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, uh, uh, sure, I'm not going to give them the reaction they want. And I'm now able to just tell them to fuck off and walk away. But it's, it does take some joy out of my day in a big way, just to remember that that's what life is for a lot of people and particularly young
0: girls who are struggling (laughs) already. Yeah. Oh man, that makes me, that makes me feel sad for a young woman.
1: Yeah. It's, it's hard being a young girl, but it's also really hard being a young anyone, you know, like, yeah, I've had some mates that figured out they're a non-binary and they're like 12 or so and they've remained non-binary and they also went through the fucking ringer of bullshit. So it's not easy for any kid. I mean, there's also like, I guess the funds of because there was a long time where I was questioning: Am I non-binary or am I just gay? Am I gay or do I just think I don't like men because these men tra- treated me poorly? Right. Yeah, and that's still a haunting thought that I have. I know it's not true because fuck, women are the best.
0: But like, <laughs> I always wonder that m- my mum. You know, I was in a grew up in a like a religious home, and my mum always <laughs> said there were like eight reasons why you could be gay, and one of them was like mistreatment of your dad and. and- but I know a lot of people that were mistreated by their dad, they're not gay. And then it was like oh, I'm trying to find a reason. Yeah. I mean I, I look at these reasons now and I'm like, oh yeah, like yeah, men I was bullied by men, um in school. But I um yeah, I remember having like sexual attraction to my Sunday school teacher when I was like four years old. Like how do you When I came out at fifteen, that made sense. Yeah. Yeah, why do we need to find out why 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 someone is gay?
1: Yeah, I think it's just yeah, classic people wanting to, <laughs> like, disprove anything
0: slightly fun or fruity around them, you know? Like, it's so interesting as well, because it's like, I talk about this in a, my previous episode about identity, this need we are, we're living in a time where we we have to identify as something, like, and I always think about being gay, and I'm like, oh, it's not, it's not really important to who I am, really. Yeah, yeah, but
1: I'm, I'm also very interested in gay in general <laughs> subjects, so for me- um, being gay is a huge part of my identity So ah. I've had to really fight for it, you know? I've had to continually fight to be able to come out and to live and it took me 23 years to accept I was a lesbian and throughout that whole journey, every single boyfriend I had, I'm like, I, I wish he was a girl, but I just repressed that thought.
0: But you were thinking that at the time?
1: Man, I, I was like purposely looking for men with long hair that were like not
0: facing me like I was, <laughs> I was um Yeah. Very, very gay, so at when you were like fifteen sixteen 16, it just wasn't possible to experiment with girls, or it was, but it had to be secretive, you know like i, I had that that
1: friend that I figured out I was gay with at a disturbingly young age, I think most <laughs> have had that experience, but um, yeah, it all had to be very hidden in the closet, you know and when i came out I came out as uh bio or pan when I was sixteen, um, and even that was. A process like that was terrifying and i had some friends leave so I, I i've i've i got bullied out of my first high school for being gay so that's why i'm super happy to now i'm super loud and aggressive about being a proud gay person because
0: interesting yeah well they say we amplify i know straight people can get a bit like we don't care but i know we amplify amplify a gay identity because we were made to feel ashamed of it for yeah so long that's where pride comes from it's a response to the shame we were made to feel it's not just arbitrary out of nowhere oh let's be proud of who we are it's like well it's because we didn't we were ashamed it's yeah um yeah so you're full-on lesbian now
1: yes yeah and it's taking you 23
0: goddamn years yeah oh man (laughs) a long time so back to like non-binary in your younger years would you would you say your identity now like you feel much more comfortable in your identity now than you did, because you've been through <laughs> you've been through some stuff and you've had some realizations and yeah, yeah.
1: And it's been it's been a really confusing journey because I, I th- throughout that like a hundred percent, I am a um I I exist from my context right. Like I, I had a pretty interesting upbringing and I've spent a lot of time in large chunks of regional Australia where really I was like the only the only one of my kind out there in many different ways you know I'm I I fulfill many a KPI so um yeah it it was it I think it took me so fucking long to figure out who I am and be comfortable with who I am because I had so many people around me constantly pushing the whole marry a man do this do that you know wear a dress why won't you wear a dress to your formal please wear a dress to your formal that sort of bullshit
0: yeah I got there too Yeah. But you look so pretty in a dress, but I like wearing suits, mom, come on. Yeah. I suppose that also brings me to the question of, do you consider yourself gender non-conforming?
1: Yeah, I fucking, like, uh, with that, I don't know, I'm a woman, but I I always have to have, like, every single time I dress myself, I can't just go full femme or full mask. I've got to have elements of both, you know? So if I'm in a skirt, I'm in, like, the biggest fucking boots I own. Mm. Or, like, yeah. I, I feel like I need to play with both to feel like me. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And most lesbians are like, you know, fuck around with gender roles a bit yeah. anyway. Right? And I'd like shave my head every two years or one year. Like it's a <laughs> well, yeah, it's a good process. Oh man! Oh, well, that's really cool. Thank you for being like so open with me. Oh, good. Thank you for having me on. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, I'd love to get another perspective on being non-binary. So, if you know anyone, flick me a message Melody Rachel K as my handle. I'll see you next week.